American Ink presents Wake Up with Patty Catter. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. And today I have Catherine Engelbrecht on the show. Catherine is from True the Vote. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Patty. You're welcome. So I'm really interested in what you do. You actually hold people responsible for voter integrity through your organization, True the Vote. And first, before we get into that, I would love it if you could tell my listeners just a little bit about yourself and how you grew up. And then we're going to be interested in how you ended up in this field. (laughs) Sure. Well, I'm a a native Texan, born and bred, Um, grew up in a small town, didn't have any affiliation with politics, except my dad was on city council. And, um, you know, what I, what I saw growing up was that local politics is every bit as, as challenging, uh, as, as, uh, you know, what happens inside the beltway. So I got a, I got an up close and personal look at that kind of uh, dynamic, but I think more than anything, what I learned uh, in my upbringing was that we have a responsibility to our communities and it was very, it was very much a part of my family. You, you gave back to your community. Um, that was just sort of a, a way of life for me. And I didn't look at it any differently uh, than just being, you know, you roll out of bed and there's certain ways you allocate your time and working in community was one that took a variety of turns. It, it was though in 2008 that I began to sort of get a an awakening, if you will, to the broader picture of what was happening, not just in my community, but the way my community was being impacted by the federal government, particularly at the time. That sense of awakening seemed to connect with millions of other Americans through, you know, what we now know as the Tea Party movement. And that was really my wake up call. I I didn't go looking for it. I was just, I just came up through it. Now, that's really interesting because I know there's a lot of Americans out there who say, gosh, like, First of all, how can it boil down to we have these two candidates that are, you know, that are controversial in their own ways? Because, of course, the media spends everybody in a controversial way, correct? Sure, of course. <laughs> so, thanks, for, thanks for good viewing. Lots of clicks. Yeah. And, you know, I think that people are starting to wake up a little bit and realize that there are some things wrong with our voting system. And I would like you to tell us a little bit more about that because I have my own theories, but I'm not a professional. I haven't studied into it like you have. So if you could kind of tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, how is mainstream media, first of all, impacting our candidates that are out there? And then second of all, um, what you're doing about it? Well, you you characterize it correctly. There's a, there's a whole layer, a top layer, if you will, of candidates and make media and big, big, big dollars and lots of uh, professional politicians, consultants. That's a, it's a whole sort of class unto itself. And they come alive every campaign cycle to make Americans all remind each other why we don't get along and all the things that we fight about. And, and they use that as fuel to drive the vote. Um, that's what's happening up here. What's happening down below is, is a much different situation. What's happening down below is, is the process. And so many people get, get turned around in, in, in the practicality of, and the connection between those two. So what happens in the process is that people are needed. Uh, people like me and you are needed to go and work locally in our elections, work locally in our polls. And what we saw happen in 2020 was... Um, this confluence of the two, we saw major moves from uh, 
political campaigns and lawfare like never before um, to change the laws around elections, change the process. And so we were all down on the bottom level, kind of thrown into something that we'd never seen before. So although True the Vote's been around since 2010, and we've seen a lot of process weaknesses over the years, and we've encouraged people to get involved, um, and and we've tried to work diligently to help um, restore and strengthen some of those areas that um, citizens can participate in, in terms of improving process, improving the the basic check and balance. Nobody had ever seen anything like what happened in 2020. And so um, I think we're in a, you know, we're in a whole different space now than we were just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Now to highlight some of these things that are going on, you're involved with a movie, right? That's, um, tell me, tell me about this. Sure. So it's what's called 2000 Mules. And um, frankly, it, it came about because I've known Dinesh and Debbie D'Souza for a long time. And we had been working on a project that we had not spoken of publicly um, and needed to figure out how to tell the story for in, in as much as we could in its fullness, because we could have gone public in any time and we would have been the most important story in the world for one night. And then America would have just moved on and we wouldn't have had an opportunity to really dig deep. And, and so I reached out to Dinesh, shared with him what we were, were working on. And we started down this path of building out this movie um, I guess last summer, uh, and it's been a long time in coming. The way that this, this that, that the story came about to begin with was uh, born of what I described in the 2000 uh, in the in the 2020 election. So we had all these all these changes in process, and and what we what we observed was that there were going to be some inherent weaknesses that could be um, exploited, and we wanted to use data to measure and track whether or not what we hypothesized was in fact accurate. We didn't know, uh, it was a, you know, it was sort of a, a fateful um, gamble to, to purchase a tremendous amount of cell phone data. And from there we geofenced or set up sort of digital um, uh, data points, digital, a digital net, if you will, around the privately funded uh, drop boxes that we, you know, most of your listeners probably know uh, Mark Zuckerberg spent $400 million plus uh, fueling uh, a lot of this confusion that went into the 2020 election. And part of that were these drop boxes. So we thought, okay, this might be a place that if you're going to look to subvert the already weak system, you'd go there. So we geofenced around these drop boxes. We had all the cell phone data and we watched to see what cell phone devices pierced through this geofence uh, an unusually high number of times. And it was a little bit, the threshold was a little bit different for this, every location that we looked in. And we looked in five different states and five different jurisdictions within those states, specifically in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, in Wayne County, uh, Michigan, which is Detroit, in Philadelphia County, Pennsylvania, in Maricopa and Yuma counties in Arizona, and in Fulton County and the surrounding counties, um, so sort of Metro Atlanta in Georgia. And um, the hypothesis was that if ballots were going to be um, trafficked, in other words, if, if you would have a single individual being going to drop boxes more than one time, that this is something that the data would, would, would reveal and that we hoped we would be able to get surveillance video from the drop boxes to thread together with our data uh, from the cell phones and identify what these people were in fact doing at the drop boxes. And, and so it was, it was a sort of very... Um, novel and um, 
thoughtful approach to tracking this process. Uh, but it was, you know, the, the stuff of the movie is, is, you know, for for anybody who wants to go see it, you'll you'll see the story. It has been fraught with um, all kinds of challenges that go back to the failure of process because the things that we had counted on, like surveillance video or chain of custody documents, things that you could have used to sort of connect all these dots, um, the, the gaps, when you really start looking at what was really happening on the ground, the gaps are are stunning and really make, make the viewer, I believe, question um, how, how any of this is really working in a reliable fashion at all. So the movie tells this story and is, a I hope, a wake-up call to Americans to get involved and demand more from your local process. And if we all demand more locally, then that, you know, that becomes like a wave across the country. And, and certainly there's, there's all manner of technology that we can look to and, and improvements that we can seize upon to, to make this a better experience for all voters. But it's going to be us. It's not going to be the government that's going to do it. They're going to watch it go right off the cliff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, um, could you tell us where we could find your movie? It's called 2000 Mules. Where can we find that? You can. Well, you can. Um, first place to go is to either truthevote.org, our website. You'll see information about the movie there. Or you can go to 2000mules.com and see just the highlights of the movie. Um, we are going to... Uh, debut it in theaters, in select theaters, AMC and Cinemark theaters, beginning on May 2nd. And so if you go to the website, I believe they have locations where you can go select your location from a drop down, see if you're going to have a theater near you. If not, you can request a theater and, and they're booking theaters, just like, you know, this, this culture of cancel, uh, you know, that we are all in. Um, it's been challenging to find a, a distribution path for the movie because of the cancel culture. Um, then on May 6th, there's going to be a really cool deal in um, Las Vegas. It's going to be a virtual event, and more information will be available at the website about that. But it's, um, it's like this amphitheater that's a 360-degree uh, surround sound. And if you're watching, if you, if you get a virtual ticket, your, your space is seen all around this amphitheater. So it's like all of us are watching it. The movie together, and then there will be a live Q and A at the end of the movie, and um, that's going to be a really fun one because we're going to be able to get up to two hundred and fifty thousand people online at the same time, and so I, I mean the discussion out of that's going to be something to to be a part of, and then post that it's going to be available on Rumble and on Salem's um, network, so it'll be you know widely distributed and um, you know and of course on our site as well. Mm -hmm. Wow, Catherine. I have one question that I ask all of my guests and I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't tell you this before the show and I should have probably. <laughs> what is one trial that you've been through in your life and how did you overcome that trial? Probably the biggest trial I have been through, although there have been uh, many of late with this experience. Um, I think the, 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 the clearest example of a trial and, and how I overcame it would have been during a period of my life uh, from 2010 through about 2012, uh, when I was um, part of the sort of the, the eye of the storm of targeting by the IRS and in my case, other federal agencies um, at, the, at the hands of the Obama administration. And it's something that um, I didn't talk about. Uh, every, there are people in my world that knew bits and pieces of what happened and what was happening, but I didn't, I didn't share um, the full extent to anyone, no one, um, because I felt 
it was such a stigma um, uh, against against me or the organization or the circumstance. It was also surreal that I had five agencies and, and over a two year period, there were 23 audits and investigations. And it was a it was a very harrowing um, experience. How I overcame it was when I finally understood the power in speaking out and the power of telling the full truth about what was going on and watching as, as America rallied around us. Um, it, it shifted my, my perspective on my, my initial thought of, you know, I'm strong enough to take this by myself and I don't want to burden anybody else. And, and I don't want to, to, to have anything that, that I might say be misconstrued and, and all that goes with those moments of thinking that you've got it all under control and then flipping that script to realize, you know, the power in these instances, the power comes from getting past that fear to freedom. And that freedom is found in telling your truth and people will rally to that. So now that's a model I look to very quickly. It's, it's why 2000 mules is a, is a, you know, we sought a movie format to tell that truth, to tell it in a, the biggest way that, that we could um, because the enemy thrives on our fear and our silence. That's what they count on is us being silent and um, we have to beat them at their own game. Mm-hmm. That is so true. And I really can't tell you how much I appreciate you in words. You've been just such a powerful influence on my life and you haven't even realized that at all times, you know, I always tell you, I, I think you're amazing, Catherine, you're doing these great things, but as a woman, a woman, I think that we go through different obstacles on another level, but then actually to come out and, and have a word for not only America, but the world it is probably even more stressful for you because, um, I actually wrote a post this morning about 2000 mules and somebody commented on my post. He's from Poland. And he said, we're having these same issues here. And so what you're doing is really impacting the world and it's impacting. I know for me, um, as a woman, other women who are, um, business owners or people who want to change the world in a better way. And it's so important for everybody to remember not to be fearful, but to step out in truth, like you said. Well, thank you. And, you know, I admire you getting up in front of that mic every day and, and making sure that you're bringing, your truth out and millions of people are hearing it. So, you know, we're all in it together. Thank you, Catherine. And again, just tell everybody the social media websites for 2000 meals, please. Absolutely. So you can check us out at truthevote.org. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we're on rumble. all just true the vote. Uh, we're on Insta at uh, real true the vote. And then we've been um, deplatformed everywhere else. Yeah, I am following suit. <laughs> um, so everybody who's listening, also, we have a website, um, American.inc, that you're going to want to follow. It's almost ready to launch. And by the time you hear this, it might even be launched. So um, we are not going to be censoring anything there. And you're going to want to come over and hear some of the um, great things that people are doing around the world on American Inc. Um, also, Catherine, your organization is fueled by donations. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And how does that work if somebody wants to donate to True the Vote? So you can go to our website. We have a donate page, you know, button you'll clearly see that gives you the opportunity to donate. And we are 501c3, which means that all donations are tax deductible. And um, we could use the support. What we have just been through has been the heaviest financial lift 
much, much beyond anything we could have imagined. And, um, and we've done some great work, but, but we, we really could use support. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody go check that out. And, um, if you feel moved, please do donate. It's really important. We're at a pivotal time in American history and I can't stress enough how important your donation is. Um, Catherine, thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate you. And, um, do you have any last words for people who are listening? Um, I would say this, that I know that it seems that, uh, times are tough and there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to worry about. And there's a lot of you know, new things emerging on the, on the world stage that seem very out of control and, um, can get you in a dark place really fast. But I want to encourage everyone that there is always hope and there, there is always a way forward. We have to stick together. We have to believe in one another. We are all a lot more alike than we are different and we can pull through. So take hope. I, I believe to the core of my being that our best days are ahead. I agree. Thank you, Catherine. Absolutely. And thank you everybody for listening. And until next time, um, make sure that you go back and listen to prior podcasts, share this show with your friends. This is probably one of the most important shows that I've had to date. It is impacting our history here in America. And so be sure to share that with your friends. Um, everybody take care. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. An American Inc. podcast. Be sure to join the private Wake Up with Patty Catter Facebook group to interact directly with Patty. I love being a part of such a great community. Don't forget to follow Patty on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Patty Catter. And make sure to subscribe to the show.